0: Marching Band Camp is coming up right around the corner. It's looming large, you know it, and you know how important it is, and you know what kind of financial steps have to be taken for your marching program, don't you? We're gonna talk about it in episode 214 next. Welcome to Funding the Performing Arts Podcast. Open and frank discussion about supporting and growing the performing arts, such as instrumental, vocal, drama, dance, marching, and pageantry arts. Welcome to the Funding the Performing Arts podcast. My name is Brian Gilbert. Glad to have you back. If this is your first listen to our little corner of the podcast pond, I want to welcome you. Don't forget to hit uh, subscribe and make sure you can find us again. Uh, if you go to fansraise.com, that's where all of our other episodes are warehouse. So you can kind of take a trip through. There's a lot of different types of episodes that we do. Uh, today's episode, uh, the kind of uh, tongue-in-cheek nicknamed this one "Bandcamp Preppers," because with a lot of the organizations that we work with, we're very high school band program heavy here at Fansraise, and uh, high school bands typically uh, need to raise a lot of money. There's a lot of different things that they're trying to do artistically uh, from a performance and travel standpoint. And these organizations, whether they're bands, orchestras, choirs, uh, jazz ensembles, indoor percussion or indoor color guard, uh, these organizations are typically hitting the big reset button over the summer and are preparing for their fall marching band season. So uh, I felt like the time was right to uh, do an episode basically uh, outlining this time of the year. It's pretty unique. Before we get to that, though, I did want to, uh, mention, uh, I know, uh, previous episode to this one, uh, I had, uh, shared with you a bit of a different episode, uh, I guess emotionally, uh, that my, uh, my mom had passed away, uh, in uh, late June of this year of 2018. And, uh, after a short, uh, very, very, uh, you know, angry and aggressive battle with cancer. And uh, I want to thank our some of our listeners and, and some of our partners and people that kind of keep tabs on Fans Raised via our podcast. I want to thank everybody for the, for the well wishes and the, uh, the emails and the texts and things. And it really means a lot. Um, we're one month uh, to the day uh, post funeral as I record this. And I can tell you that it, it's interesting when you stand up and give a eulogy at a funeral uh, for somebody that passes away, uh, you are typically still in shock. And I remember kind of stressing a little bit about what I was gonna say and how I was gonna do it. And uh, I just ended up really winging it with some bullet points and just kind of riffed a little bit and it went well. And uh, I felt pretty good. Uh, about uh, the way the funeral went and all of that and um but it, it, I can tell you though that uh, you know fast forward a, a couple you know three weeks later and it's uh it's a different proposition <laughs> altogether um you know it's 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 been difficult but we're getting through and uh, I just want to publicly thank uh, those of you that have reached out and um, you know obviously my mom was a huge advocate for all of my upbringing and my my younger sister's upbringing in band and music and choir my sister was huge into into vocal uh performing ensembles as well as indoor color guard and my mom was behind all of it so uh so moving on for today I'm gonna give you a little bit of an update on what we're working on at fans raise uh recently the activity throughout our community has been really really active and I think this is just the time of the year we're in where we're staring down the barrel of band camp you know, we're here at the end of July. Most of the competitive marching bands that we're working with are well into the show design process. And this is the point in time where, um, you know, directors never want to say no to a designer, uh, you know, in terms of, of, of not doing something uh, in a show production. I can completely relate to this based on my background as a band director. So there were some years where we were very theme and prop heavy. There were other years where we uh, made a decided effort to be minimalist and just let the visual and the music uh, and the movement really speak for itself without any uh, auxiliary type of reinforcement. It seems like uh, programs tend to ebb and flow between those two because, you know, a prop heavy show, we know... Uh, if you've ever been a part of a program that's done a very prop-heavy show, with that comes a lot of issues. You've now got the the cost and expense and manpower of having props, whether they're ramps, whether they are platforms, whether they're backdrops, whether they're objects about the field, um, you know, some sort of tarp, you know, field covering. Um, you know, these things obviously take a lot of pre-planning. They take testing. They take uh, resources to design and manufacture, and then not to mention the ability to move these things down the road from stadium to stadium. And then there's also the added logistics in terms of rehearsing with these props, because they just don't show up at a competition without rehearsing with them. So there's a lot that goes into all of that, and it's, it's a big undertaking. So I had a band director recently reach out It was somebody that had been on our radar. They had uh, been in touch with us last year. We never got a campaign going, but now um, following a DCI show where that director went and and saw some drum corps, uh, they already had a theme and a show sketched out, and they were already in the design process, but they go to a drum corps show and they see three different show productions that immediately change, or I should say alter what decisions, design decisions they had made. And it had to do with some electronics. It had to do with some color guard equipment selections. And it had to do with some visual props. And all three of these things carry a pretty significant price tag with them. So a guard designer sees uh, a very interesting use of color and flag and texture and decides, oh, that's got to be in our closer, even though they had already pre- planned to reutilize some older equipment that they had in the guard closet um, percussion caption head here's some uh, sound patches and some things having to do with microphones and uh, some wireless utilization that uh, just simply they do not have the uh, ability to to remanufacture to, to reproduce that so um, that needs to be purchased and then lastly I um, there were some props there were just some some pretty interesting use of uh, visual props that they felt like hey if we took some pictures of this and give it to our band boosters we think we can get these made Uh, but now with that comes hard costs of uh, storage transportation manufacture materials um, of all of those things Uh, so Basically, his show now costs an additional $28,000 beyond what had already been pre-planned. So that that presents a challenge. So the band director is sitting back and very much taking this all in. And it's great when you have young, up-and-coming designers that are super motivated and energetic and enthusiastic. And you don't want to impress on them what they what they can't do and what isn't possible and you know the director is sort of torn because on one hand you don't want to tell these designers no because it keeps them interested keeps them engaged and on the other hand he's thinking wow i really have a good group this year the recruiting went well we graduated a small senior class and i think i'm loaded and maybe we can win that regional this year maybe at grand nationals we might be able to make a a dent into maybe making finals. So there are definitely some, uh, there's a balancing act there. And from the band director point of view, you never want to say no, but you obviously can't say yes to anything. So I think anecdotally what this represents is a pretty common uh, conundrum to be in as a, as a band director, where you you want to do the very best for your kids, and you certainly want to keep the staff realistic, but you also don't want to tell them no. Uh, so where does this leave us? Well, I think you know if your if your show cost just went up twenty eight thousand dollars, where do you where do you come up with twenty eight thousand dollars fairly quick? Well, if you have a hundred and sixty member marching band uh, that's pretty highly motivated, uh, that twenty eight thousand dollar. can be pretty easily achieved through a crowdfunding campaign with fans raise. So obviously that's one of the things I, uh, I expressed to him. And so now we're working on a, on a, on a campaign, working on a launch strategy, working on, uh, the way to pre-position this to students. So they really feel like they're a part of it and that they're instrumental, pardon the pun, in the success of the campaign. So if you need to create $10, $15, $20,000, $30,000 10 $15, dollars $30,000 or more in a short period of time, you know, you are definitely going to want to give FansRaise a look and also crowdfunding a look because uh, it can certainly be a fantastic program grower uh, and put together relatively quickly and easily. And you can certainly visit fansraise.com and look at some of our content, uh, visit our blog and uh, take a look at some of the examples of campaigns that are running uh, to get a feel for what some of the other groups are doing. So in terms of the platform itself, uh, some, some interesting new features uh, are, are around, the, around the bend coming up on the horizon. Uh, we actually are putting some, some pretty interesting uh, feature releases into our next release, which should be in the next uh, few days or so, Uh, Is not isn't gonna affect any existing campaigns, but it will certainly help uh, logistics surrounding a campaign, specifically when you incentivize larger donations with some sort of a gift. So uh, for a $75 donation, you get the t-shirt. $100 donation, you get the trucker hat and the t-shirt. $150 donation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, sometimes these donors are everywhere but you still wanna get them the, the shirt or the autographed drum head or uh, the old autographed uh, color guard flag, let's say out of the guard closet that you were gonna recycle anyway. Um, the ability to e- more easily capture physical addresses from donors uh, and they ha- basically have them opt in to those thank you gifts uh, post donation. So uh, it's pretty interesting and it certainly helps the logistical side of managing these campaigns uh, on the back end of things. Um, but there are quite a few improvements that are coming down the pike. Uh, a lot of them are under the hood and maybe not quite as obvious, but they just help things run smoother, run better, better analytics, better statistics and data, that sort of thing. So we're excited about that. I know um, we've got, in our household here with our family, we've got, uh, my my 14-year-old uh, is getting ready to Um, well first we're going on a week of vacation and then uh, on or about the 13th we start band camp which are just local rehearsals that are all day and all night Um, so it's not like it's a it's a stay away camp Uh, and I know lots of groups do that I've done both I've as a director I've had uh, stay away camps and I've had camps at school Uh, and they both have their their advantages and disadvantages but um, so we're about ready to jump into the into the breach, so to speak, uh, when it comes to uh, my own day-to-day schedule with my daughter's Bandcamp commitments. So that's going to be fun. So where are we going from here? Well, in the next couple of episodes, we are going to be talking about specific campaign tactics to help campaigns set up and launch more efficiently, and then also the back end of campaigns, what to do. Uh, Toward the middle end of a campaign to make sure that you're uh, dotting I's, crossing T's, and uh, making sure that you're uh, carrying things through to full completion. So, other than that, I think that's going to be it for today. I want to thank everybody that's a subscriber and a listener to our podcast. And again, visit fansraise.com. Up at the top, you'll see a, a menu selection for podcasts. And you can take a listen to all of our past episodes there. Uh, also be sure to subscribe to our blog so you can stay up to date. So that's all for today. This is Brian Gilbert from fans raise and have a wonderful day.